Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. It is Friday. The sun is out. Dude, it's supposed to get up like my parents are coming this weekend. They're bringing their German Shepherd. It's supposed to get up into like the 50s. And I pray it doesn't rain. Even, even if it doesn't rain, I just, the whole yard is going to be a slop fest. And I'm going to have two dogs. I man. And the chickens, the chicken. You know, I've got there. It's crazy. We had this wild windstorm. We lost like 20 trees. And the coop didn't budge. That coop stayed anchored. It's crazy. And the way I built it was we got this big, just this big wire, uh, structure, right? That's probably, I don't know, it's probably 10 feet long by 5 feet wide, maybe 12 by 6. And uh, yeah, I think it's 12 by 6, maybe 15 by 6. I don't know. It's big. Like I could walk into it. I could lay down lengthwise and widthwise. So yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be at least, it's probably 12 by 6. Anyways, so I put this big tarp. I got this huge, hardcore, heavy tarp over it and it anchored each side of the tarp to the side of the coop with bungee cords and then anchored it to the ground with giant stones. Went into the forest, pulled out these giant stones, anchored it. And then on the inside, I put a tarp on the ground and basically bungeed it to the side, the netting on the side of the inside of the coop itself. So it's just a series of tarps and bungee cords and rocks. And dude, this thing didn't budge. We had we had 20 trees get ripped out of the earth. People were out without power for all Christmas weekend, which I felt terrible about. Uh, and uh, yeah, that thing didn't budge. I don't even know why I'm telling you this. Oh, the weather. I don't know. Weather up here has been wild. So anyways, that the point of today's episode isn't the weather or my chicken coop. You got to understand my life revolves around these things now. It's so funny. Uh, I was just thinking of this. Somebody this morning asked me what my plans for New Year, New Year's Eve uh, were. And I'm like, yeah, nothing. All I do now is I run a staffing company. I publish podcasts. I do coaching. And uh, I chop wood, take care of my chickens. That's it. You know, you were to ask me what my plans were for New Year's Eve five years ago, pff, uh, we would have had... You know, traveling, club, bottle service. It's just funny how things change, you know? And I ain't even that old. You know, I'm 30. I guess when you re live really fast and really hard, like most of you that are listening to me now, if you've only known me for the past two years, uh, you know, I used to be a completely different animal. Completely different animal lived really fast and really hard. Um, it's just funny how things change. I was thinking about that a lot this morning, how I, I can remember older men that I respected would tell me, you know, you're gonna, you're, the things that you care about are going to change over the next 10 years. I'm like, yeah, whatever, old man, you know? And here I am, not that I'm an old man by any means, but 30, man, you know, I remember looking at 30-year-olds being like, dude, that's a... I feel like 30 in the modern age is when you're an entire adult. Like you don't you don't have excuses anymore. You can't be like, oh, I was a young guy in my 20s. You know, you could use that excuse, I feel like, all the way up through your 20s. You know what I mean? But once you hit 30, 
if you make a boneheaded mistake, it's just like you're an idiot. You know what I mean? There's no excusing it. A young man, you know, a man, I think a whole man, like we look at the Romans, you were a whole man in Rome by 18 at the latest, sometimes by 16. It's crazy. I read that. Uh, I'm reading a really good book by uh, assistant dear friend Rachel got for me. Um, I don't, I'd have to look it up. It was written by Flavius Octavius, something like that. And, uh, yo, he said that the best type of men to recruit for war were farmers, not men from the city. Because men from the city were softened by convenience. I'm paraphrasing, but men from the city were softened by convenience. Whereas the farming men, you know, there's a very famous general. They went out to give him actually a dictatorship to run in a new conquered territory. This general had many victories. They said that uh, when, he, when they went out to visit him, he was behind the plow. You know what I'm saying? So like the, the guys out in the country were the best ones to recruit for war because they weren't softened by comfort. So you look at like what made a man, you know, what, what age was a man a man in Rome at the height of the Roman Empire or at least in the building stages of the Roman Empire and what makes, what age is a man a man now? You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I know 23, 24, 25 year old men, boys that are children still, children, no discipline, physically weak, um, financially inept. Uh, working just dead-end jobs to work, pay rent somewhere. Just, you know, it's crazy. And it, I think there's a lot to say that comfort, man, I think we should really look at it. I, I haven't explored this idea much in this podcast. How comfort softens men and turns them into little boys. You know, our whole life is built around comfort. And I do believe it has a lot to do with that imbalance between the feminine and the masculine. And I say this all the time that I'm not here to attack the feminine. I'm here to restore, help restore the balance because the feminine is way out of whack now. You know, you look at the pandemic as a great example. Stay inside in your bubble. Don't go out. Take your vaccination. Don't go to work, don't do, just stay inside and be safe, that's, that's an over, that's an over personification of the feminine, you know what I mean, that's the mother, just stay safe, stay safe, stay inside, but I think the highest expression of female courage, and Jordan Peterson talks about this, is when the mother says, go out into the world, go out to the world to eventually be destroyed and die. That's what happens. And that's the highest expression of feminine courage, of motherhood courage, is when she sends her children into the world. It's true. I love how Jordan Peterson articulated that. So we see men are softened now by the trappings of modern comfort and this overly feminized society. Be comfortable. Watch your Netflix shows. There's nothing wrong with crying. I cry. I'm going to keep it super real with all of you. When I see one of those ASPCA, whatever, animal commercials, dude, I sh it's very difficult for me. Ask my wife to not shed a tear. When I lost one of my chickens, 
a tear was shed for that chicken. It's not, I'm not saying it's the it's it's the hyper fixation on feelings. Sit around and feel, 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 feel. You know what I mean? And we, I'm not going to beat this worth the course to death because we, we've talked about this many times and there's a different direction that I want to head today. But as young men, I cannot stress, as all men, every man, not young, not just young, old too. Because there's some older men listening to this. You know, I worked with a guy once that he was so fixated on age. You know, I was beating him in every area of the business beating him in every area of the business when I was in the life insurance game. And he was just so focused on the fact, well, I'm older than you. Listen, age is, is important to a certain extent. You know, there's more life experience, there's wisdom gained with age, but I know many men that are in their 40s and even 50s that are little boys. Little boys. You know, sitting at the bar every single day talking about boobs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's every single day. I, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've sat at a bar and you could just tell when a when a guy is a fixture there. You know, the waitress calls him, him and the bartender first name basis. He leaves a stack of money on the table or on the bar. Yeah, she doesn't, they don't have to say a word. He gets another drink. You know, there's a, just an understanding because he's a fixture there. And just the conversation is just like listening to a little boy. You know what I mean? Age isn't, age does not, being a man is not about a number. You know what I'm saying? I know men that are 20 years old. And I know boys that are 50. But I guess, you know, to, to switch gears here, the thing that I really wanted to talk about today, which I'm already at the gym, but I'll sit out here with you guys for a little longer. Um, when we make a mistake, it's very important that we recover quickly and move forward. When we make a mistake, it's very important that we recover quickly and move forward. I think that most normal people, when they make mistakes, they allow it to paralyze them. They allow it to force them into a season of inaction and doubt. And they they just allow it to mess with them for a very, very long time. I think that the winner, I think that the mature person, man or woman makes a mistake, learns from it, recovers and moves very quickly. This applies to business. This applies to finances. And most importantly, it applies spiritually. I think that many people walk away from God because of shame. And, you know, they blame it on, I don't like organized religion. That's the biggest. Well, organized religion is... Which I get it. I don't either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't either. Uh, they blame it on, oh, well, I see a lot of hypocrisy in the church and hypocrisy with Christians. And blah, blah. If you see hypocrisy, it's not, it's not the real church. It's not real Christians. You're looking at the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at the wrong people. They blame it on a lot of things, but I think a lot of it has to do with internal shame. They continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. They feel like they cannot face God a holy, perfect God, and they end up walking away because it's easier to just walk away and ignore it than it is to deal with the shame of making mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. We're all wicked, 
detestable creatures. We're broken. We're fallen. We live in a fall, fallen. Or, or, Paul talks about this in Romans. I believe it's at the end of Romans 7, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's 9. It's probably 7. And he talks about, like, I want to do good, but I literally can't. This is Paul, probably the greatest apostle, right? He's like, I want to do good, but I literally can't. He says, I do that which I ought not do. And he can't help it because there's a constant war with the flesh. But you don't see Paul making mistakes and not writing Ephesians and Romans and everything else that he wrote. All the letters to the churches and you don't see him making mistakes and not preaching the gospel and getting thrown in jail and getting beat. You know what I'm saying? He made mistakes and he kept moving forward. You know, I'd like to think he talks about having a thorn in the flesh. I like to talk I like to think he really dealt with a major sin in his life that he never got rid of because God kept it there to keep him humble. Because he was a brilliant man. So a lot of people they make mistakes and they they wallow in self-pity and, and shame. And shame is one of the lowest vi- it is the lowest vibrational um emotion and energy that you can put in your life so I want to encourage you today that you're going to make mistakes not that that's encouraging but the encouraging news is is it's not up to us you know Jesus paid the ultimate price for us we have salvation in him it's not about trusting in what we can do it's about putting our trust entirely in Jesus and what he did for us now that that's not a you know, Paul says, speaking of Paul in Romans, does that mean we should just go on sinning? Absolutely not. God forbid, he says. No, we should, through the process of sanctification, try to get better and better and decrease the frequency and the severity of our shortcomings. But you're never going to be perfect. You're always going to make mistakes. And if you spend too much time back down on the canvas, you're going to be out for the count. you got to get up. You're going to get knocked down. The powers that be, the evil powers that be in this world and your own flesh more than anything else is going to knock you to the canvas several times a day. It's about how hard you can get hit and get back up and how quickly you can get back up. So I want to encourage you today as you go about your day, you're going to make mistakes. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse to walk away. When you make a mistake, you bring it to God immediately, you ask for forgiveness, and then you move on. There's nothing that you can do. I don't believe that there's a time. God doesn't have a timer like in hockey. Like, all right, three minutes in the penalty box. I don't think that's how God operates. It's done. It's over and done with. Repent of it and move on. And you'll make progress a lot quicker. All right, I love you guys. Let's get it today. Peace.